Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. Wow! Wow! Ravens lose 24-20 at the Giants last Sunday, getting ready to take on the Browns this Sunday. Uh, Just a couple of injury notes. Lamar Jackson listed as limited on the injury report with a hip, and Mark Andrews listed as a knee, did not practice, even though Harbaugh at his press conference said Andrews got a rest day and Lamar practiced in full. Alas, we move forward. Uh, Ray Rice joins us every week to talk some Ravens football. We go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline where Ray joins us now. And Ray, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. So uh, give me, take me into the mind of a player here. Ravens, another double-digit lead, another double-digit lead blown. You're standing on the side lines is that thought starting to seep in is now this has happened three times yeah I mean as a player you get to a point where like like there's no knock on the coaches at this point like you just get to that point where like you come together in the locker room and you have some real talks Hmm. you really do you really hash it out like that's when you know we had guys like Ray Lewis Every, you know, thugs and those guys would, you know, pull the team together because, I mean, the, ultimate, the hardest thing to do in any professional sport is pull multiple personalities together, guys who play the different places in the world and try to bond them together. You're talking about ideology differences, but obviously you see the great teams that do it. And, and it's hard because – you know, that's a the Ravens are good football. And what we're seeing is just them not finishing games. And as much as like everyone's gonna put the blame on Lamar, like the thing that makes him special, sometimes it looks like it come back to bite him because he's yeah. always looking to make the play. And that's something that, you know, as a playmaker it's when is it time? When is it not time? For him, it's always time to make a play. So I don't think, you know, he changes his mindset. But I also think, you know, I don't think he changes his mindset. I think he changes, you know, the approach on, you know, when it's time to make that play, when it's time to, you know, not push so hard. Well, Ray, something that will help the Ravens close out games is having an effective run game, particularly from their running backs, Gus Edwards. This is his third week back at practice. He hasn't been officially activated off pop, but his return seems imminent. Uh, what does Gus Edwards' addition mean for this team moving forward? Honestly, I think it makes a great addition. I mean, but that's not to say look at what Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. has been able to do. 
you know, the guy looks like, you know, we could look at him week one, and obviously he's just got got there. But he looks like he's learned the offense, and now he's playing at a high level, which I know he still has a lot of gas left. So adding another piece to the puzzle, depending on how he's used, you know, I, I don't think, like, Kenyon Drake is somebody that you just want off the field. Like, he's earning playing time by showing how versatile he is. And I think that, you know, um, I mean, y'all watch the same film that I watched mm. or watched the game. Yeah. He looks damn good out yeah. there. Well, I was going to ask you about him, Ray, because that, that they got more out of the pistol runs in this game than I think we've seen – in a while, and it seems like you know some of the option stuff is cooking again, and and I'm wondering if some of that has to do with Ronnie, some of that has to do um, with Drake getting a little more familiar with you know the different stuff that Greg Roman has cooking. What do you, what do you, what do you say? I mean, if you look at it, if you remember him at Alabama, he was a one cut guy, mm-hmm. and I think that. Through all the backs that they've had at Alabama, he was the one that was the burner. He was the one that was 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 making moves and can hit the home run. So I like – I think this scheme fits him really well. I think because his ability to be able to – I watched the play where he got so skinny during a hole and then he just hit it. You know, it gives safety. Safeties can't even respond to how fast he was able to, you know, like slow too fast through. So, I, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to get him off the field the way he's playing. Ray, uh, the Ravens signed a guy that was playing back when you were playing, and Deshaun Jackson. I, I heard we heard Ed Reed, or uh, we played a cut he earlier in the show talking about the the corners better have their Lamborghini shoes on when going against him. How much of an impact do you think Deshaun Jackson can make? Uh, pure burning. I, I mean, I love D-Jack, man. He's not only is a, you know, a, I know him as a person, so I always, always admire the guy. But what he's able to do at this point in his career, him still having the Jets that he has, like, it reminds me of when, you know, we kind of got Jacoby Jones, and he still had a lot of gas left. And with his speed, it changes the game. You know, there's no, there's no – Ain't no, ain't no such thing as single covering a guy like that. Right. He's just that fast. Well, Ray, Ronnie Stanley, he got pretty much the entire load of the snaps over the weekend because Morgan Moses went down with that heel injury. And he, he looked pretty good, and he looked yeah. pretty good the prior week against the Bengals. And I believe this offensive line has been such a pleasant surprise, especially from a pass-blocking standpoint. What have you seen out of that unit up front? I think they're always a collaborative group. You know, I think any offensive line, there's there's certain pieces of that line that you just, when you have a Ronnie Stanley back in there, it changes the whole game because, like, he's – one of the most athletic linemen in the NFL, you know, and he's, you know, everybody's been waiting to see him. But I think, like like I said, I'm happy that he's out there and he's not just out there. Like, he looks good at what he's doing. That shows that he, he rehabilitated his butt off and he's just not out there because 
he wants to be out there. He's out there because he's fully, you know, rehabilitated. And obviously, I'm sure he missed the game. And when you're playing in games, you just want to get to the next week. But he's trying to help his team win. And I think that, you know, as fans, as somebody who's been in the locker room before, like, yeah, you – we look for every single crack or loophole for when they don't win. But when they lose, it's easy to target, you know, the guys that's out there playing. But Ronnie Stanley has been a bright spot in there. I'm even saying, like, I mean, obviously Lamar Jackson has been a bright spot, even through all the woes. You know, I look at his growth from the last three years of the guy being told he couldn't pass the ball. Now he's throwing the hell out of the ball, and he's human. We get a couple of human errors, and, you know, so he's going to deal with that. But that's what the greats do. The greats get have to deal with that because he's that good. So, like I said, he's that good. So I'm sure he understands this is a big boy business. It's not going to affect him. He'll continue to play ball. But when you're that good, you're going to get the highest of highs in criticism. You're going to get the lowest of lows in criticism. And it's not even about finding the happy medium. It's just going out there, putting your hard hat on, and, you know, trying to go 1-0 and every week. Ray, you obviously have some unique sort of insight and a portal into John Harbaugh's psyche. How do you think – He's approaching this this week. Obviously, there's frustration with a team that hasn't played smart football and hasn't found ways to win. Um, do you think he's loving them up? Do you think it's a little tough love? Um, any sort of insight and in, in how you think he's handling this sort of team that's become its own worst enemy at critical times? Honestly, I think he's handling it by what he said, what he said on an interview. He said that the buck stops with the head guy. I think that was one of the most stand-up things that you want from a head coach. Like, he's not – at the end of the day, you want somebody that's going to stand in the line of fire for you and with you. So, this ain't back in the day football where I don't think a harder practice – this is just me. I don't right, think a harder right. practice or tackling or doing anything like that says – where the guys out makes sense. Like I said, I think the things that have to get discussed, they discussed internally, and everybody's going to be on the same page. And like I said, I'm going to say it again. I'm glad this is happening now yeah. and not week 14. Right. You know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, that's, what I, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, later in the year, man, like – you don't want these kind of problems late in the year. You want them now. They didn't even have their bye week yet. So if we can get this hashed out, if they could come out of this stretch, I mean, I don't like the forecast, but win the <laughs> next two, I mean, you're going in the bye week sitting pretty. Ray, finally, uh, this Sunday, the Ravens will be honoring the 2012 Super Bowl champs, a team you were a part of. Uh, they get honored at halftime. Fans are getting a replica banner. Uh, I guess you're going to a lot of the games now, but this one, this one will be especially special for you, I'd expect. Yeah, this one's special. I mean, just to get back with the guys, like I said, I mean, 
Super Bowls are hard to come by. And we were one of the teams that, like I said, <laughs> you put a bunch of the – you put a bunch of personalities together during a span of training camp. Like, guys ain't with each other all the time. But, I mean, you think about that ride. We had – we had Rays. Every game after he tore his arm could have been his last game. And I think that, you know, it became that much more special to send him out the right way. And, you know, to be a part of some special moments, like, I don't usually say it, but, I mean, to have Hey Diddle Diddle, <laughs> like, to have Jacoby Jones with the Mile High Miracle, man, to uh, see my high school coaches in the stands with their shirt off after we beat New England, I mean, you don't get much better than that. And go to New Orleans and uh, walk off the field with my daughter, and she was born a year before that, so now... Ten years later, I got a 10-year-old that I'm talking about, Dag, Raven, uh, you know, I won the Super Bowl. And, you know, the year before, we lost to New England. A year later, I was rolling around in confetti with you. Ray, you, you mentioned 2011. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It's kind of a debate sometimes among fans. I, I personally think the 2011 team had more talent than the 2012 team. Uh, obviously, 2012, you brought home the hardware, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I could could see that comparison. I could see that comparison. Um, I think with 2012, we had more at stake knowing that it was raised last year. So I think that when you talk about effort and execution and, like, figuring it out, because we hit a hard, like, if anybody remembers that year, we stumbled, man. Mm-hmm. We had a hard patch, too. And there were times where it just didn't feel good. But I do remember moments in that season where we had leadership come in the locker room, and it was no coaches meetings, and it was, like, a lot of hard conversations saying, like, yo, we all we got out there, man. We don't give a damn what the coaches call, what play call. It's about – do we want to do this together or are we going to stray apart? And I think that we obviously chose the route that we wanted. And I think everybody was rewarded that season with a lot of adversity. But you've seen a team that battled. You've seen a team that sacrificed. And that's football for you. They don't happen often. Yeah, we see all this stuff you know, with the dynasties and all that stuff. But, I mean, the Ravens, we got two Super Bowls here, and they were both hard tasks. Like, there is nothing easy about being a Baltimore Raven. So embrace the journey. We will go through ups, downs, highs, and lows. But quite frankly, that's been the history of Baltimore. And I don't think we're going to, like, we wouldn't. It wouldn't even feel good to have a straight path to the to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, it, like you you know how that goes, right? It wouldn't even feel that good because this is Baltimore. This is a city that, you know, that we just battle through things, man. And I think that's the beauty in the city is that you know what you got a tough you got a tough hard nosed football team, who you're not seeing them getting blown out. You're seeing them one or two blades making the difference. And if if or when they figure it out. I mean, we'll all be happy. Ray Rice, always a pleasure, buddy. We will talk to you next week. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure.
Inside Access coming up next. Stone went to the castle. What happened? We'll find out next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Check back three, four, five times a day for the latest breaking sports news. 1057 The Fan. We sent Stone out to the castle today, had a couple assignments. Uh, Stone, did you accomplish anything today? Um, I, you know, I sat through the, uh, the podiums. I saw the... Sat through it. <laughs> I saw you the... stood, I hope. I stood. I, uh, I saw the, uh, the Deshaun Jackson scrum, media scrum around him, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, but I did not... I, I didn't see Patrick Ricard at all. That was one guy... He's hiding t- from you. He, he clearly, as he heard... My name has got down there that I was coming, apparently, and they, they hit Patrick Ricard. <laughs> Gino Stone was out of there. As soon as he was done his shower, he was gone. And then apparently there was some meetings scheduled during open locker room. That's Say why what? guys had to leave. Uh, it was dirty. I thought, I thought open I thought locker room was to 430. Apparently no, it's, it's four, never. I got booted out at 420. Yeah, well, apparently it's 415 this week. Yeah, they keep did, bumping it up. Did PR hover over you? I got glances. I felt the glances. Now, maybe it's just me being paranoid a little bit, but there was glances. There was some side-eye action going on. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate what you accomplished today during the three hours you were out of the studio? Did you you at least get a Mountain Dew on the way or something? Like. (laughs) There, there was no Mountain Dew consumed uh, in the making of this. No, I, I would say it was a solid negative five. Uh, that's how, that's how accomplished I feel with the, uh, the two hours I spent out at the castle. Yeah, did you I have an idea now? Oh boy, I think the next time he goes out, what do you think they would do? Is so, so everybody's standing up and you're asking questions. If he just sits down, crisscross applesauce, and like literally sits through. The- through the video thing, and you try and you ask a question. Hey, yeah, uh, Lamar, and you ask a question while sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground. Do you think Lamar would give him popcorn? Does anybody for say crisscross applesauce anymore? I think that's a thing. What yeah, I, I feel well, the that. other way that I would have said yeah. that, the way I would have said that growing up, I would not say now. Uh, nope. What would that? Numb nuts. It's a certain style. Yeah. Okay. Stone, did you the Guardian least? style? Put it that way. Yes. Did, oh, yeah, Guardian did you, style. Did you at least get food? I did not. So Jeez. I don't even see. I don't know where the food is. They where is, that where is the, it's the, in the, the end of the media room? It's with Pat Ricard. <laughs> it was em- that room was empty when I was there. So it's with Pat Ricard. The pizza boys is with Pat Ricard. He's doing some more takes on his commercial. Well, you're gonna have to step up your game if you want to get this assignment well, again. Well, I think uh, you know Tim doing his show. I I, I think I've offered my oh, turn to him, go. so Tim gets double double duty with his uh, Ravens game day Thanks, daily. Stone. Well, unless we get a special assignment, I do think you sitting down, legs crossed <laughs> on the ground during a Harbs press conference would be pretty brilliant. See, the thing is, I I wouldn't see anything though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> get a get a front seat. <laughs> You aren't blocking anyone's view. So what you're telling me is you wouldn't have seen Harp say that Mark Andrews got a rest day and Lamar practiced in full, and then the injury report came out and said Mark Andrews didn't practice because of a knee, and Lamar was limited with a hip. Yeah. Harbaugh also praised uh, Prochet a lot. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Big James Prochet day. Well, you know what? Stone, thanks for nothing. Thank you for the effort. I understand. The effort was there. Coming up next, a little purple rain in the forecast. We will hear from John Harbaugh. We will hear from Lamar Jackson. And we will hear from Justin Matabike next here on The Fan. 
The fan. Severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Inside access to the castle with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Brought to you by LifeMed Institute. When we get sick, it sucks. Get the fuel you need at LifeMed Institute with vitamin booster shots. Call 410-575-1200 or go to LifeMedInstitute.com and boost your defense. He's actually going to be a game captain. You know, he's be his first time as a game captain. Uh, he's a young guy, and he's, it just shows you how well he's playing. I mean, he's playing at a high level. Flashes of dominance, really. You know, quick, twitchy, explosive, very physical, really coming into his own. That's uh, John Harbaugh. Guess who he's talking about? $20 million man, Justin yeah, Matabike. Justin uh. Matabike, who is playing at an incredibly high level. And as he said, he'll be a captain for the first time this Sunday when the Ravens take on the Browns. Damn Skippy, he will. <laughs> he deserves it. That's my. He'd be my <laughs> one-third of the season defensive MVP. He's earned it. He's coming off a great game. Williams. For the team. Him and Marcus For the team, Williams. not the league. I'm Slow not going, roll, not going Peter full King. Peter King. <laughs> Slow your roll, For the Peter team. King. What about Marcus Williams? On defense. Yeah. He's missed half the games. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been not there for half. Yeah. He's, he's missed a game and a half. Yeah. Two and a half? No, nah, he got hurt in the Bengals game. Got hurt in the Bengals game. I'm still going out of BK. <laughs> Don't don't let the facts get in the way. He's still I'm still going out of BK. Well, the dude, they've only played six, so even a game and a half, it's a large is number. like a quarter of the game yeah. of the sample. Over three, that's that's three and a half, uh, one and a half, three, four that's and a half games. Way too much. Man. Yeah. Hey, let's hear more from Harbaugh. This is uh, asked by our own Cordell Woodland. Uh, he asked about James Prochet and why he only played three snaps against the Giants. Specifically, James Prochet. He's a guy that we have a lot of high hopes for. I mean, I. I think James Brochet is going to step up in the next few weeks, and you're going to see him make some plays. So uh, we were in some bigger personnel groups last week. The team we were playing, the Giants, that was, a, that was a bigger team that we felt like we wanted to match big for big a little bit in certain situations. So that group wasn't on the field as much. James only had, what, three plays, I think. He's going to be playing a lot more in the future, and he's going to be making plays for us. I got no problem with James Brochet. <laughs> that quote, that quote sort of reminds me of Giro when he brought up Nick Boyle. In guys that they were bringing yeah, along, like yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Prochet's played five snaps or fewer in three of the four games that he's played. I don't know and, what. And I'm just, if you're scoring at home, Rashad Bateman is back at practice, and they just signed Deshaun Bleepin' Jackson. Now Prochet's about to get a, an and, upswing? Oh, it's coming. And we thought... Let it come, Jason. Let it come. And we thought when let Deshaun Jackson... Gets activated to the 53-man roster. They're not going to play the game of carrying this many wide receivers. You wouldn't again, think so. Right? <laughs> they would carry six receivers, four tight ends, potentially five when Charlie Plus a fullback. Plus a, uh. Let's switch gears. Browns are a small defense. Yes, they are. We so talked that then maybe this will be Jay's Prochet breakout game. Yeah. Could be now or never. Well, it, it, better, happen, it better happen quickly. Hey, let's hear from Lamar Jackson. Lamar, are you dwelling on the losses? You know, our attitude, you know, we, we, we pissed off about losing. Everyone is, you know, our fans pissed off, you know, all of us pissed off. But at the same time, you know, we can't dwell on it. You know, we got to move on, get, get focused on the Browns. And the young guys, you know, they, they dialed in as well. You know, everybody focusing up. You just ready to go out there and put on a show, you know, because we so mad. T-Bone, they're going to put on a show because they're mad. 
you can't dwell on the loss, and they haven't had two straight wins. But Ken, they haven't had two straight losses either. They're so flip floppers. <laughs> it would be a flip flop. This offense needs to get back on track, and in particular, the passing offense. We gave the numbers earlier about the downfield passing, and it's been non-existent ever since that Jets game when Lamar hit Rashad Bateman on a 55-yarder. Bateman being back at practice today, hopefully that bodes well for his status for Sunday. It's definitely better than last week. We're definitely nah. heading in a better direction. Yes. Than, didn't do anything field. for two weeks. Yeah, on the field is better than not on the field. Hey, they added a receiver, not Andy Isabella, but Deshaun Jackson, and Lamar was asked what he can offer to the passing game. I feel like God's going to have to play him off because he's still flying. Like Even though it's year 15 for him, it looked like year one. I mean, he's going to bring a lot to the table for us. You know, he's going to have to see if he can get out there. He can fly still. Remember, we heard Ed Reed say the corners are going to have to wear their Lamborghini shoes. Yeah. Um, maybe. Do you own any of those? No. I've seen them, though, before. The Lamborghini shoes? The shoes with the Lamborghini symbol yeah, on them. Yeah. Like, I don't know who makes them, but I've seen them. Um, don't own them. I rock the Adoras. I know you do. You keep it real. They don't make Lamborghini. They are Italian, but they don't make Lamborghini yeah. shoes. So Lamar Jackson was 11 years old when Deshaun debuted in 2008. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Life been, comes at you fast. It's been a minute. Let's hear from Justin Matabike. Oh, yeah. He's the captain Sunday. What's led to his most production productive season so far? I think it started like last offseason, just putting in the hard work, trying to take no days off, see my family for a little bit, then getting back to work. It's just developing that mental, habitual, like keep working, keep getting better. So I think that bled over to camp and just to the season. He uh, went to Belichick, no days off route. He took that to heart, Jason. And remember, he's he's playing the final preseason game, and we're kind of saying, wow. Yeah, why is he doing that? Everybody, the other guys are sitting, and maybe he just needed it because he missed some time. Um, during camp to kind of use that as a ramp up. But whatever they did, it's working. And this is the crucial year three. And it's not a contract year for him, but he is playing for a contract extension. Mm-hmm. You're eligible for a contract extension after you complete your third year. So if Matabike can keep playing at this level, maybe the Ravens do have talks with him in the offseason. Oh, I think they should. Oh, they should be engaging. Then technically they're not supposed to now, but you, you uh, could a little bit chat, lay a little, have a cup of coffee, little groundwork. Yeah, yeah. How are the wife and kids? Let's throw some numbers around. Finally, Justin Matabike. They're going against the Browns this Sunday. He says they need to slow down Nick Chubb. He's uh, one of the best backs in the league for sure. We definitely got to keep him back there, not uh, get him going early. So those are things that we're trying to, to do to eliminate his run. It's going to be a good challenge for us as a defense. So I'm looking forward to it, really. It's another part of finishing, guys, because they, they shut down Saquon Barkley for three quarters. Pretty sure he had under 30 yards rushing heading into the fourth quarter. And then he ran all over him in the fourth quarter, got up to, what, 75 yards and scored a touchdown. So can they close? History bodes well for the Ravens going against Nick Chubb. He started seven games against him, uh, against them, and five of the seven games he's been held to 60 yards or less. Look at last year, guys. Yeah. Eight carries for 16 yards in the first matchup, 17 carries for 59 yards. Very un-Nick Chubb-like. Well, with their defense as bad as it is, and with the quarterback now not protecting the football but throwing picks and throwing picks at critical times, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Stefanski keeps with a ball control attack. Even if it's not going great, he gets Hunt a little more involved. I I think he's going to have to manage this game a little differently than some of those where we've come away saying, wow, wow, like 
Chubb barely saw the ball. Inside Access, we'll come back. We'll update you on what's going on in Game 2 of the NLCS. We'll preview tonight's Baltimore Game Day Uncensored Daily Show. Get you the text today and then get out of here because we're here till 6 right here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Inside the warehouse and inside the castle. Inside Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. <laughs> We're heading to the top of the fourth in San Diego. The Phillies lead the Padres 4-2. to two. Phillies got four in the second. Uh, Juan Soto... He was involved a great deal. Yeah. He made an error and lost a ball in the sun and a bunch of singles got the Phillies four in the second. And then the Padres hit back-to-back homers, Drury and Josh Bell back-to-back homers. So 4-2, all the runs scored in the second inning as they head to the fourth, Jason. Phillies lead that series one I'm old enough to remember when Juan Soto hit baseballs, not I'm, missed them in the w- sun. When you called him Ted Williams. He's <laughs> on a Ted Williams trajectory. Yeah, he doesn't look like Ted Williams today. Well, the, what, Trust me. That was a Ted Williams-like return for yeah. him in that trade. Do, no, we they give a, do we remember the Aberdeen Rod Carew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Rod Carew and Aberdeen. Was it Billy, yeah. uh, Billy Cook? I don't remember. How's he doing? Rod Carewing it up. <laughs> I said he has an approach. He slaps no. the ball. Yeah. No, that's exactly no, what I said. No. He's not even a prospect. No. I said he slaps the ball all over Rod the place Carew. like Rod Carew. He's not interested in launch angle. Well, he's literally choking well, up and pushing it well, all over. What the place. I find fascinating is I didn't bring that up. T Bone did. I like. You, well, I was just thinking. Yeah, Ted yeah, Williams, yeah. Rod yeah, I, I miss Rod Carew, Carew in Aberdeen. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he'll be back this year. We can see yeah, him. and he'll be wearing a Travis Jones, a Lodi Nada, <laughs> yeah. uh, dual nice jersey ball. with Patrick Queen, yeah, uh, 52 yeah. on the yeah. other side. Yeah, true. Uh, Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the daily version tonight. What do you got tonight on the show there, Debo? Well, we're going to start taking a look ahead to Cleveland. We'll play back some of the sound today from Lamar Jackson, Justin Matabike, John Harbaugh. We'll give you a rookie report in how the 2022 class did last Sunday, and we'll start doing a deeper dive on the Browns' offense. Jacoby Brissett's numbers throwing the ball downfield, not good. Nick Chubb against the Ravens, not good. It's bad, Jason. And we'll also look at a historical breakdown of Ravens-Browns, which not good from a Cleveland perspective. So no no Bob Haney phoner tonight? No, no Bob Haney phoner. No, no Bob Haney phoner. That was just a, that was a, that was just a one, a one-time one, deal? Oh, you guys will get asked. We, we, we have, have not been asked yet. We have a lot of games to go before week 18, and hopefully the playoffs. Oh. Hopefully it goes deep into does January. Your show, if, does your show, even if they don't make the playoffs, does your show go through the playoffs? I'm going to be honest. I haven't talked to Chuck about, about that. When it, yeah. I don't know when this ends. Are you saving us for the playoffs? Yeah, saving me for, for the prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I refuse to come on your show. <laughs> yeah, unless it's postseason. It's got to be yeah, a big regular week. season's yeah. beneath me. It's yeah. got to be a big week. And don't you even think about it on the bye week. Oh, we're, you guys will definitely be oh, brought in during not, the not me. Uh, if they, I'll yes, come, if they get the number one seed and get a playoff bye, that's no. the earliest I come in. Call me, call me on Thursday or Friday bye week because I'll be in Nashville and sauced. Oh, so, that yeah. would make for entertaining yeah, radio. radio. Would you do it? I don't care. Okay. I'll, I will hit you up during that time. No, it be, would have to be the Thursday because Friday I'm off as well with a rehearsal. Oh, thing. then on Thursday I'm in. Thursday. Wouldn't bye. be the first time drunk hosts call into this yeah, show. That's right. 
That is or true. Or to the station, well, I should yeah. say. Well, well, to this show, not so much. Well, no, Ed a couple Kenny, times no. back in the, during the Kenny, pandemic. Ed. Oh, yeah, and Kenny, Kenny on the boat. a few drinks on the boat. Well, yeah. you weren't on you the boat. A, you were I, on I the island. In, I was in Grand Cayman, yes. Yeah. You had some... Uh, I, yeah. had, I had a few beverages. Yes. Yeah, you were a little sauced. Yeah, it, it happens to the best Hey, I'm, I'm not... I cast hey. no aspersions. I, I do want to mention, do we have the Yankees-Astros game on our airwaves tonight? I am taking up until that. No bonus coverage today. Six to seven. No seven thirty. I got to hear you. You're running around picking Mateo yeah. up and riding around. We heard you all the way up to 7.30. Would you so. thank Riveting Radio? Or? No, you're, it's, great, it's good stuff, man. Oh, of course. Thank it's you. T-Bone. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Hey, I enjoy T-Bone. It. We bring it. Hey, Stone, let's get the text today. Check one, two. Check. Just like our very own Ken Wyman text of the day, driven by Oarsman Chevrolet of Baltimore, Oarsman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Dundalk, home of the Oarsman Promise Lifetime Vehicle Coverage. Today's text of the day is uh, concerning Deshaun Jackson. Texter says, Bateman and DuVernay are two of the fastest guys recorded this year in the NFL, so why do we need Deshaun Jackson's speed? Jason? Because he, he, he's made a career of catching deep balls. Yeah. Have you been watching their games? Uh, because he's a receiver past his prime. Well, that too. That's what the Ravens do. They right? do They do like <laughs> old guys. <laughs> they do. Stone, do we know all the other promos? We've got like the creepy GG on the gram. Yeah, that one. We've got. We've heard a few more of the nickname ones in the mix. Does Lacroix have more? Uh, do you have the full allotment? Do we know where that I believe, stands? I believe we do. Yes, we I have the full I don't, don't think, think so. We have the full allotment. Well, what's going on with Joe's that, man? Still working on it. It's oh, just the show tomorrow. It's, it's methodical. Hey, it's just got a lot going on. I just yeah. checked. How many of them are there? How many could there be? I think yeah. we have three in rotation. There's one. Right, but I'm saying, how, like, how many more could he be working on? Like, I don't. I mean, I think he told me five. Five more or five total? Well, five total. Oh. Yeah. I just wanted to point out, Ronaldo Nehemiah is still alive. Remember, when the did Niners, that one? Who thought no, he was dead? talking about fast guys. I'm thinking about guys the Ravens Skeets. could bring in. Yeah, he Skeets. was on the Olympic team. Yeah, and then the 49ers brought him yes. in to run deep routes. I think the Ravens could do that. He's not he's, a burner, but... He's 63. He's not a burner, but Jerry Rice? Mm, yeah. He's well, what all about... Uh, all-time greatest receiver. That's what I'm saying. Usain Bolt. Why don't we get yeah, Usain well, Bolt? Young. You thought there was a lot of people around Deshaun Jackson. They let them bring in Usain Bolt. For a workout. Does this be a thing? big media contingent. Mary does this. The, like, nobody can see it. Except yeah. He does, it doesn't he, play on radio. Yeah, but anyhow. Hey, what do we got on tomorrow's show? Tomorrow, we got Jim Hunter recapping oh. some ALCS, NLCS action. Yes. Brian Baldinger, your colleague, Baldinger. Jason. We don't actually ever do the podcast anymore, but we're on the same podcast. Oh, very nice. As the yeah, podcast. How's that work? Well, I do do it on Tuesdays with Carl Duke, and he Carl Dukes, and he does it on Thursdays with Carl Dukes. Oh, you oh. Oh, so Baldy, yeah. you don't do it with him at all? Anymore? No, I mean, I guess if in the future at some point we might, but not sucks. with this regular you're like, season. You're like two ships passing in the night. It's sad. Yeah, bad. Ryan Horvath. We get our best bets with him. Update him that Stone is one in seventeen. Amazing. Yeah. Ken Carmen, who Kenny, you go on his show every week, right? Yeah, Bob. He does an inside the AFC North segment, so he's gonna he's gonna. Uh, I guess pay it forward or, or return the favor, so to speak. Not ninety-two-three, the fan in Cleveland. He'll talk Browns with us. And we have a special TMI tomorrow. I don't want to blow the topic, but Cordell Woodland, he'll be joining us in studio. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, well, that is coming up tomorrow. But coming up next, 
Baltimore Game Day on Censored Daily with Tim Barbalace right here at 6 on The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.